Education today can be difficult and draining and amazing and fulfilling and so many things all wrapped into one. The dynamics of what we do can leave us needing every ounce of inspiration and motivation we can get. I've been a principal and educator for over 25 years, and I find my motivation and inspiration in many different places. As a principal, I often find it's my job to inspire and motivate and energize the team around me. I have to be the principal inspiration of my school, but what things inspire me as a principal? Welcome to Principal Inspiration, a podcast for educators. I'm your host, Rick Hunt, and these are my thoughts about the people and the stories, anecdotes, observations, and conversations that are my principal inspiration on any given day. My sincere hope in sharing is that you might be inspired as well. I hope this podcast leaves you feeling energized, challenged, and ready to go be awesome. Our students deserve nothing less. Hunters, fishermen, and other liars gather here. Now, why have I titled the podcast this session, Hunters, Fishermen, and Liars Gather Here? Well, I'm about to tell you a hunting story. There I was about, oh, 3.30 or so, got up, real excited, got my coffee made, got my camo on. It's opening day, redneck Christmas. One of my favorite days of the year. Absolutely enjoy hunting. Now, whether you're a hunter or not, whether you are okay with... that's not what this is about. This is a hunter story. And you just got to listen because hunters and fishermen and other liars are going to tell you their stories, whether you like it or not. This time of year, that's just how it is. And so here just recently, we had an opening day. This is opening day last year, 2019. I wake up, it's about 3.30 in the morning. Again, get my coffee, get my camo on, get my boots strapped up, get my gun ready, make sure it's not loaded. You don't do that till you get in the woods. Safety first. I get my orange hat, and I head out, load up the truck, drive around the corner over to a, a friend's house. And uh, Now, they had let me get on their property. I, I didn't have a place to hunt. I'm new to this area, and I didn't have a place to hunt. And They, they had said, hey, you can use our back 40 here. It's not, not 40. It's actually about four or five acres, not, not a real huge area of wood. But there are deer that move through here. So, please, thank you. And they said, we already got a couple stands set up. Let me show you where one's at. So I went out and got shown where the stand was at on Thursday night, opening day, Saturday morning. So I go out and walk through the woods. It's it's evening. It's still daylight. Kind of break some twigs and make a path out. Now, this is not a stand that's been used regularly. So the path is really kind of overgrown out to the stand. It's about 40 yards, 50 yards into the woods. Not too far. But it's a pretty thick wood. Now, I get it all set up, figure out where it's at, kind of acclimate myself a little bit, and then hike my way back out. Saturday morning, now I've already got my stuff ready. I'm driving over, park in the driveway, walk out to the woods, get to the edge, find the spot where I had entered, and head in. As I get about 20, 25 yards into the woods, suddenly... I cannot see a thing. I mean, it is pitch black. I've got my flashlight, so I kind of spot around, but it's a small wood, so I really don't want to drive anything out that might be bedded in there. Trying to slip in quietly, get all set up. We're about 4.30, 4.45 now, and I'm looking around. I I can't find the stand. Cannot find where I'm supposed to sit, so I'm like, I'm just going to sit down and wait till the light gets a little lighter. I can really look all around, so I'm not shining this spotlight flashlight all around and driving or scaring everything off. So I just sit down on a log. I sit there quietly. 
about a half hour goes by. The sun just starts to give a little bit of that pre-dawn light, enough to look around, and I see it, the silhouette of the stand. And it's about 15 yards off. I had actually headed straight for this thing. I had just gotten a little bit worried about how far I'd gone in, thought I'd gone too far, hadn't gone far enough. So I'm thinking, oh, there it is. Well, I'm going to stand up and creep over to it, slide in, and I stand up. And <laughs> Now, if you're a deer hunter, you know the sound of a doe blowing. What they do is they puff up and they kind of huff at you. It sounds just like one of your, <gasps> just a huff. Huffing at you, telling you, boy, why are you in my woods? And I heard it, and I heard it twice. There were two does standing behind me that kind of puffed up, huffed at me, and all I see is tails taken off through the woods. I think I've ruined my hunt. But it's still early, and as anybody who's hunted for a while knows, sometimes it doesn't mess it up. Sometimes it does. It just depends, so I go get in the stand. Climb up, sit down. Sun finally comes up. I'm looking around, and I see a little movement off in the distance. And that movement gets a little closer, a little closer, and suddenly I see this movement has a nice set of antlers on it. This is a big deer, a big buck, bigger than I've ever seen before in the woods as far as for me able to have a shot. Now, I've seen some pretty big deer out and about, but close enough to get a shot on, this was the closest I've been, and this guy was heading straight for me, and he literally walked right up under my stand, and at 7.02 that morning, I had bagged a big buck. I had gotten the one. One I hadn't had before. He's currently mounted on my wall. It was a good day. 7.02, I, was, I, was, I, I, had, I had already gotten the shot and got it done. I was down out of the stand. I was, we drug that deer out and got him to the processor that day. It was a good hunt. Absolutely. Why is that important? Well, that is one of the ways that I refresh. So I'm going to tell you, it is a difficult season in education. It's been that way for a while with some of the accountability, some of the other things we've been asked to do. And the landscape in my 20-some-odd year, 27 years of, of experience has changed quite a bit as accountability measures get pushed further into encroach on what we do and how we do it. And just Not that I'm afraid of accountability, but just all of these extra stressors that we have as educators, all the extra things we're being asked to do to fix society and uh, support our students, we got to do some things. I'm not saying we shouldn't, but the extra pressure is there and more things are pushed on the plate and nothing's taking off. And it becomes kind of a pile and it becomes difficult. Not impossible. Difficult. Then you lump into that COVID, virtual learning, learning to do hybrid teaching in a way you've never done in your entire career, principaling in a way I've never done in my entire career. Then you add on missing staff because of COVID. You add on the fact that you've got to continue to try to manage uh, five to 12 staff members on a 40 staff unit out in a day. Coverage of duties and lunch duty. You've got to spread the kids out at lunch. You've got to do all that. It's just been a rough year. And if we don't find ways to take care of ourselves, that stress gets even more. And it hit home here recently. I, I had my uh, my grandma pass away. I had uh, uh, just here this week, I had a student pass away. And these difficult things that come in a normal year would be hard. But this year, just things are beating me up a bit. 
And thinking back on that hunt and then the reason I haven't posted, I haven't posted a podcast here for a couple weeks is because I've actually taken some time. I've taken time to get out early at the end of the day when I can, try to do my work in front load so that I know I can walk out early. I've tried to make sure that I can escape a little bit and get out to the woods. See, sitting in the woods, whether I bag a big buck or not, sitting in that deer stand in the quiet woods, watching nature go by, watching deer go by. I just love sitting and watching them sometimes. No intent to to take one. I like sitting out and just listening to the breeze and the trees and watching. And when it gets really good, like when you've got a little storm moving in at this time of year and the wind gets to blowing and the leaves are just everywhere. It's like a snowstorm of leaves. The smell of the fall. The crisp chill in the air in the morning. Sitting there with your pack of snacks and, and, and just being quiet in the woods. It's one way I like to refresh. And I truly believe that if we as principals don't do everything we can to fill our own cup, to take time to find a way to refresh or replenish, to take care of yourself, to get out there and do what you love to do, get to the gym if you need to. I've been doing that a little bit more lately, gotten a little healthier a little bit lately. That's helped a lot. Make sure that you're looking for ways to read the things you need or want to, or that you want to read, not necessarily the things you need or have to read for work. I've got books that I really want to read for work, but they're workbooks. I love to read fantasy and other fiction books as well, and I'm trying to spend a little more time on that genre rather than cramming like I'm going for a test at school. Take time for yourself. Each and every day, make sure that you plot out some time to sit back. You know, some of the things that I see online when I read about how do you refresh, we'll say block out a few minutes just to shut everything, turn your computer screen off, take a few minutes just to completely relax and back away from it all. Put on some headphones, listen to a quiet song, whatever, whatever will work for you. Read some scripture, look at some other inspirational literature. Call somebody, text a friend, look up a couple of funny memes, send them out to your team, whatever it takes. Hey, this, this time of year, um, it, it is close to Thanksgiving. Uh, saw one of the principal groups here recently, Pranksgiving. Never thought of that before. That was new to me. Probably been around forever. I'm just finding it. Um, and one of them said, uh, put on your copier. Attention, this copier now is voice activated. Please say the following command. Copier. Please make blank copies and type this up and then like tape it over the buttons. Try this. Hilarious. It's a release to hear laughter in the office where you know, we, we do have a lot of fun as a team. I've got an incredible team at my school and they, they, we take care of each other quite a bit. But that extra laughter when I look out on a week where we've lost a student and see tears of joy and laughter in the eyes, not tears of sadness. That kind of thing brings me joy and comfort because I know I'm having fun with my team. That's another way to let it go. Social-emotional health, it's been a big buzzword about how we're going to support our students and take care of them and, and help them grow socially and emotionally. Critical stuff. Huge, especially in the school environment we're in right now. How are you going to manage that virtually? Well, there's a whole lot of literature on that. What I'm talking about today is the social-emotional health of the principal. Are you taking care of you? Are you spending time each and every day stepping back and finding a quiet moment to let yourself go for a minute? Let the stress go for a minute. 
relax, breathe, read, do whatever you do? Are you going on the weekend and taking some time? Are you heading to the woods with your other hunters and fishermen and liar buddies and doing what you need to do? Are you getting together with your friends, going out for a glass of wine? Whatever it is that it takes to relax, are you taking time for that? Because if you don't, your cup can't be full and you can't feed or nourish or take care of anyone else if yours isn't. Fill your own first and then you can take care of everyone else around you. Think about it. When you get on a flight and you've got a child with you and they start talking about the safety precautions, they tell you to put your mask on first. Then help those around you with their masks. If you aren't getting oxygen, if you aren't getting what you need, there's a chance you're going to falter and fall apart and not be able to help those next to you. It is important that you take care of yourself first in that regard. Take care of your own social emotional well-being. Take care of yourself. It's how you're going to be awesome. If you can't be awesome, then the people around you can't be awesome either. And we have got to be awesome because our students deserve nothing less. 